Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeck. This is Lorraine Ball, and today we're going to talk about what to do when things go wrong. My guest is Jennifer Crawford, the owner of Social Media Rescue. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, hi, Lorraine. It is my pleasure to be here. I cannot wait for this conversation. You know, I feel like we've already started the conversation because we were actually watching you in action as you were handling a crisis for one of your customers. Yes, yes, that was a a very uh, long, very bad, not so good day, but uh, we handled it and I think we're better for it. But you know from having a business, Lorraine, if you have a business for any length of time, eventually something is going to go wrong and you're going to have one of those days. And it's just super important that you have a plan in place and a way to deal with it appropriately so that doesn't permanently damage your bottom line, which it has every potential of doing. Absolutely. So let's kind of step back and say, I have a business and I'm going to be active online. What kind of things should I have in my crisis management plan? What are some of the most important elements to be thinking about before something goes wrong? There are a couple of things. One is that you have to be on top of the conversations that are happening about your business or brand online. So from the starting gate, you should have some tools and plans in place so that you can notice when the chatter increases or is even happening. And this could be good and bad, but in this case, we're talking about the bad chatter so that you can be aware of it. I like to think of online crises in two categories. There's the flash in the pan for alarm fire that you witnessed me handling online for my client. But there's also a slow burn of a crisis that can happen if you're not addressing conversations that are happening about your company. An example that I'm thinking of is a restaurant that I was working with and they had a string of negative Yelp reviews and they wanted those reviews to go away. They wanted me to wave a magic wand and just make them disappear. And I had to convince them that the strategy was not to make them disappear because that's not possible, but also to actually address what was being said in these reviews because over time they had damaged their business, which was why they were calling me. So rather than analyze the reviews and take that business intelligence that if they had addressed it from the beginning, they could have addressed the problems, fixed the situation and avoided the slow burn of a crisis that had happened. So there's sort of two two ways to address these. Let's kind of really take a, a closer look at the slow burn and then I'm actually gonna circle back around and talk about what you need in place for, for the crisis. But to stay one step ahead of the slow burn, what do you do? You pay attention and you communicate. So I think a lot of businesses, particularly small and medium-sized businesses, which tend to be the clients that I work with, they're very hesitant and maybe even fearful of addressing a negative comment or a negative review. And I really have to encourage them to, to really, the quicker you respond, less defensive you are. You cannot be defensive, but you have to be quick to respond, thankful 
for the information that they're giving you because a lot of times most of the time when your clients or customers are unhappy they just go away mm -hmm. and you have no idea why so you should be grateful for these people that are shouting at the rooftops about your company and how unhappy they are with you because it gives you information and with information you can act so you have to pay attention. You can't put your head on the ground. You can't be mad and think that's a crazy person. You have to, even crazy people, usually, you know, they go online too. Usually there's a, a seed of truth in what they're telling you about your company, even if they're wacky. Absolutely. There's usually a seed of truth in there. And I think that you hit on two really important points. One is that even crazy people, sometimes they just want to be heard or be acknowledged. And sometimes something as simple as, I'm sorry that you're unhappy, can we talk about it, is enough to channel that conversation. But you talked, you also mentioned paying attention. Are there tools mm -hmm. that you use that help you pay attention? Yeah, there are. And this is actually probably the toughest question because I, I don't think I found one tool that does everything. So I have a few things that I do to monitor things. It's sort of a combination of tools and anyone can get out there and find a combination that works for them. But I definitely use Google alerts. I monitor my clients mentions. I follow their hashtags. There is a company called brand 24 that I'm starting to use. And I think they are going to be very useful. I also, for one of my clients, it's very important to be aware of what's being said in Facebook groups. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of a lot of groups associated with their industry and their name comes up. And so it's really important to kind of be there to answer questions, dispel misinformation, that sort of thing. If I'm if my client is a restaurant or a home service provider, Yelp and Google review sites, Facebook review site reviews are very important to monitor. You made a point that I think was very important about the response. It should be a personal response. One of my restaurant clients, they were responding to all their negative reviews or any negative comment about their restaurant, but it was a copy and paste response. So anybody looking through the reviews would see that how they responded, but they weren't responding personally. And a lot of the copy and pasting didn't really make sense to the review that they were responding to. Wow. So to me, that's just lazy business. And it's, it's telling people that you don't really care about what they have to say. You're just kind of checking the box that, yeah, I responded to this negative <laughs> review. I did my part. Okay, go away. So I think you probably noticed when I was responding to my client's online crisis, I signed my name to responses. And that was very intentional because I didn't want them to think that it was a nameless, faceless business um, that was responding. I wanted to them to associate the responses with a person so they felt like they were talking to a real person because there's that anonymity that sort of is involved with online communication sometimes. I wanted them to feel like it was a personal response and that we cared. So, and I think it went a long way to diffusing the crisis. Absolutely. And I want to switch over to that because in that situation where, again, it was that not so good, very bad day. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of conversation and a lot of activity. And one of the things that I really liked was that you maintained your sense of humor in balance. The truth was nobody was going to die. People were frustrated, 
but nobody was going to die. And so, so to acknowledge with a sense of humor, but also how do you decide where the appropriate line is when you're handling a crisis? When can you use humor? When shouldn't you? Yeah, it's a good point because you can't always use it in a crisis. And I think this is where I feel very strongly that a company who needs this type of thing in place, you really can't put this in the hands of an intern fresh out of college. You really should have professionals behind your crisis management team, some people that have some business savvy, because some of this comes down to common sense, but also instinct, gut instinct, business instinct. Like you said, this wasn't a situation where anybody was going to die. Um, nobody was going to be hurt, injured, emotionally damaged from this. It was mainly an inconvenience because service was down and it was an online business with a lot of customers. And so it was a flurry of unhappy people. But at the end of the day, we were all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I decided to use some humor because I think that humanizes the company and I think people appreciate it. And I was there all day. I personally handled this crisis. I didn't hand it off. To, I just personally was there and I was on top of things for many, many hours. And I tried to get, I think I managed to get back to everybody personally because I knew it was a big deal. And I knew that this could be potentially very damaging to the company. Company. So we had to, we had to handle it as, as personally, but also I felt like we needed to also keep the, our, the company's brand identity in line as well. And they have a slogan that has to do with happy and friendly and they, and so I wanted to communicate that in my responses. And I thought the humor, I thought it was a good way to handle it. A couple people didn't like it, but you're always going to have a couple people that are just angrier than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and you just can't take it too personally because it's not personal at all. No, it's not. And I think one of the things that you touched on that I think is really important is that a company needs to, as part of that plan, sort of have an idea of who that you have to know who you are. You have to know what your brand is about. So you know what your brand is going to do under pressure. You don't want to be deciding the day that something blows up. Oh, are we friendly or are we authoritative in this moment? Those decisions about voice and attitude, although you don't know exactly what the problem is going to be, but those decisions you have to have in place long before the crisis occurs. Yeah, and one thing that I think businesses don't consider is that handling a crisis properly is a great opportunity to show the quality of your company. And when you handle a crisis well, ultimately, in the end, you end up looking better than you did prior to the crisis because you show you care, you, you carry out your brand, you fix the problem, you communicate, you know, all of that's very appreciated. And it sounds like common sense, but unfortunately, a lot of companies are really, really bad at customer service. They're using an old paradigm. They're not paying attention to the online activity about their company, good or bad. And it's such a missed opportunity. It really, really is. And so I'm glad that I have that client that understands the importance of it. And I wish I wish more companies would, would agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Jennifer, this has been such great information. I have so totally enjoyed the conversation Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's been a blast. 
Awesome. If you're looking for more information on Jennifer Crawford, be sure to check out her website at smrescue.com. There will be a link to her website from her show notes. Thanks again. I really enjoyed the conversation. I know that my listeners got a lot out of it. I did too. Thanks, Lorraine. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to know more about marketing and online digital conversations, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.